Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. the day you prep for a year and when the day is finally here it's the cultaholic.com month in review for december no, no, november. no november in november <laughs> yeah before well, november what is going on november it's november everyone it's, november. Well, it's not it's december but we're looking back at the month of november with very fond memories because it was a beefy meaty Girthy. Girthy. Punky month, wasn't it? It certainly was. And we're here to talk about the big wrestling news, the moves, the shakes from November of 2023. And I am joined to my very far left, and indeed to everybody's very far left, oh, yeah. Cultaholic's very own Fraser. Paul. I am hyped to be here, Tom. It's another month, another another day of discussing the news. We love the news here at Cultaholic. Kids love the and news. The, the kids love this news podcast. I tell you what else kids love to my left we call him in the office now the true cult of personality the true Aiden cult. Gibbons that is me thank you Tom we should talk about the Christmas party before we get started we should yes fucking <laughs> <Okay>, hell <laughs> it was a time so um, uh, we had a lovely time yeah. with all our friends we they went to we, we had a, a lovely free bar and karaoke we did too much karaoke yeah. what a deadly combination we also went to a shooting range, not a real one, a virtual <laughs> shooting range. Yeah, guns are banned in the United Kingdom. They are, but it was a really fun range, wasn't it? Did you I have fun? I enjoyed it. I came third, boys. And uh, I could, that's because you're a pure sweater, though. I'm not a pure sweater. <laughs> have you seen the difference in the in the points that Alex got compared to I what know, I got? Yeah. There was a 200-point difference. But didn't they find out Alex went to some triple jump, basically does VR in his he, spare he time, is, he basically? Is, yeah, yeah. He, is, he is a walking weapon yeah. like Josh Alexander. <laughs> See, I missed that bit because myself and Adam Pacitti basically sat and let the kids go and play. Sat at the we teacher's table. And, yeah. we, I was sat at the teacher's table. We just had pints. It was yeah, <laughs> Mr. Head Boy over there. I was a head boy. <laughs> I just sat and had a few beers with, with Adam and we just... Uh, we, shot the shit. We just we shot the breeze while you were shooting things on the screen. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to Alex Winters, who uh, is, is a name you might not hear on our channel very much, but he's one of our fabulous video editors for Triple Jump uh, and also uh, a, 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 a fine shooter as well. I'm still salty, though. I should have won. You should be. Yeah, I, I imagine you would be salty still. Wait, I'm, I'm ready to punch. Like <laughs> the tensions, the tension is palpable. We took them; they gave us medals, right? And we've got them, and they're all they're all gold. There's no, you know, there's no stakes there. It was madness as well because Richard Tubman, um, who is famous for the Cultaholic podcast, mm-hmm. he came fourth and got a medal. <laughs> yeah. Participation medals. Are... <laughs> I know Tubman came second. Did he? Big Dick came second. Who came fourth? There was a lot of support for Big, Big Dick, Dick. Always comes second. Ben Ashton's Ben. 
Ah, yes, Ashton's. It was there was a lot of support for the big dick in the in the shooting range. I'm glad that big dick got the love on the on the range. There was a lot of people. It is very big. (laughs) It is very culty downstairs with Richard Tubman. Mm. But I mean, he is a very handsome boy. Very handsome boy. Very well, very 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 well dressed boy as well. Uh, So after the shooting range, it was off to. A bar where there were drinks and karaoke and yeah. good times had. Uh, Aiden Gibbons sang cult of personality. Yes, I'm a filthy you. mark. You are, you <laughs> are just a little did bit. Somebody, we, we figured this out before we started. Was, was, did somebody request cult of personality twice? Possibly. <laughs> have, with the two versions. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's the 2023 remaster and then there's the original, so possibly. Obviously, we sang both. We sang both. Who sang Like a Prayer by Madonna? Because it wasn't me. I did. You did, didn't you, as yeah. well? You, you did as well. Because yeah. I did it last year. Yeah, at, at a different party where I sang like a prayer, and I thought, "Fuck it, I'll do it again." Do it again. It's a Christmas tradition. Play now. the hits. It was good. You did mm. a good performance. My voice is too deep to sing anything. I cannot hit a high yeah, note to save yeah. my life. What one? I did uh, five hundred miles. Me and Matthew Stewart, my fellow Scott. Oh, you did, did. five hundred miles, um, which was which was good fun. We were we were stereotyped into it. The the DJ came up to us and went, I hear, uh, you know, I hear your accents. You've got to." Got to be doing this. <laughs> you just went, oh, we are the To which you should have said to him, all right, then in that case, you're going to sing again, uh, that's living all right from Alvina Zaper. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. you just sing fog- anything by Jimmy Nail. <laughs> you just say fog on the time there he is with Gaza. Oh, yeah, that would have been a better act, better answer. I was saying fog on the time. I requested Smash Your Pasty by the Buzzcocks. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you? <laughs> didn't, didn't go for it, which is a shame. That I was going to karaoke it. That was the one thing that was missing from the Christmas party was an appearance from Paul Gascoigne. Yeah, we. We all, we all were desperate yeah. for a Paul Gascoigne yeah. yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. Who was the latest out? Because because we we called time at what half, half eleven, quarter 12? Yeah, I left at quarter past nine. So I believe it was Jack King because of course so it was Jack King. I think the place shut at midnight, and there was still seventy pound on the bar. So, yeah. so they all bought shots and downed them. So they so there was some very sore heads the next morning. Oh. Um, but I think it was Jack King, Ryan, Luke, the video editor, and Big Dick Tubbs. They Big all Dick. went to a bar afterwards. Oh, wow. they carried on after. Yeah. Where'd wow. you go from there? I, I don't know. Oh, it's a Friday night in Newcastle. There's many places. I, I, to I, go. But, I, but we were kind of on the outskirts. Yeah. Like you'd have to get a tax. And getting taxes was a nightmare on that Friday. Well, I, I mean, I left at quarter past nine, and that was a breeze. Oh. <laughs> Got one that dropped me off at home, then dropped at off at his hotel. See, you, you had the night I, I, that I should have had because I was on air on Radio Newcastle at 6 a.m. the following day. Yeah. I, so I got in at about, like, after we got dropped off. So, and bless Aiden, he went, get in the taxi with me. I'll drop you off on my way home. So, uh, and I don't think I got into bed till like midnight and my alarm went off at half three. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, so this is a fun day. You know how you post a photo every time you're on air? Yes. That one you did look very tired. I looked awful. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> oh, the, I, it was it was how I do you know what it was weird because I felt awful but like I was in the room and I was like yeah, yeah. this is great this is great until about nine o'clock and to which the newsreader uh, a lovely chap by the name of Chris Middleton went you're probably still a bit drunk from the night before probably. I was like yeah that's true what actually what did you finish on BBC Radio uh, ten a.m. I could have gone back to bed after I think uh, I I'm trying to think what we but did. went back on it we went to the pub. <laughs> went, went for did Bruce, we go? Bruce did we have a hair of the dog? We might have had a hair of the dog. No, <laughs> we um, we had a hair of the dog, and then I think we did we go to the Metro Centre on a Saturday. Yeah, that is crazy. madness. Yeah, we might have done. What was that the weekend before? Either way, we got through it. It was a lovely Christmas party. I was in here Saturday morning, you working were, hard, you? grafting, doing the grafting, giving us the news. Absolutely, delivering the news that we're about to talk about. Eh? And let's get into what happened in the wrestling world in November of 2023. Uh, the small matter of uh, a return that took place in the in the embers 
of November, as the the month was as the light was dying in this particular month, uh, a landmark seismic return to WWE that, as we have talked about at length, we did not see coming, lads. No, I certainly didn't expect did our not. Truth. Aiden, go for it. Talk about it. So our truth was there. He was indeed. <laughs> Where was he? <laughs> Well, well, it, well. This was a big debate, wasn't it? It was sort of there. He was popped up ruffles, crisps, or chips. Is this this is Survivor Series? Mm. Yes, Survivor Series backstage. The, the show sponsored by Ruffles, <laughs> which I believe in the UK has the most manly name. It's the um, it's like is it the Bugles? No, it's it, it's like the McCoys. The, it's like the McCoys. Max Ridgecock, oh. superstar bomb crisps. <laughs> yeah, like fuck me. Like there's nothing more manly than these crisps because apparently Ridgecock crisps equals Men, men. It it does, yeah. I want crisps that are gonna hurt me as I eat mm. them and sweat. That's all it honest, is. Ridge cut are better, right? Oh yeah, they are good. Mm. Like ridge, you, they're better you, than get, normal. Why is that though? I don't know. When you get to the bottom of it, more crunchy. Is it the the, the texture? Texture, mm. maybe. The, te- the you, texture. You feel like you're getting more value because uh-huh. they're thicker and there's more flavor within the ridges because the flavor dips into the valleys. I'm less likely to eat a whole big crinkle cut crisp in one bite I'd take nibbles of that so you there's like a regular walkers to take a nibble that's weird you get four in really I, yeah that's it because when you get like a bag of walkers like if they if they've been through a little bit of a journey then they're a little bit broken a little yeah bit. and like and uh-huh. so you feel a bit like I've just got like a bag of just like crumbs dried potato crumbs here yeah. but with with McCoys like they are very substantial so they could survive like some some difficult logistics like, they're like cockroaches yeah they'll keep on keeping on <laughs> Fine, long after, long after yeah. the asteroid drops. <laughs> That's UK zombie land, isn't it? It's just a muddy house on the search of McCoy's crisps. <laughs> just cockroaches eating crisps. <laughs> But they call them Ruffles in America, and then there was a lucrative sponsorship deal between WWE and Ruffles, which saw the return of R True. Yes, he was back. He appeared from outside beyond the sofa. Was like, "Hello, it's me." And he was pop. like, "They was like, everybody, they're not chips, they're not crisps, they're Ruffles." And everyone went, "Hey, that's great!" And did the R True shuffle. Um, oh no, the Ruffles shuffle. The Ruffles shuffle. The Ruffles yeah. shuffle. And then we haven't seen him since. <laughs> <laughs> he might still be injured. He might yeah. still be injured. They might have just said, could you definitely come back and do this ruffles advert? We need advert, you for please. this advert. Absolutely. And, and then that looked to be it. But of course, the main event, all the baby faces from Raw that have been feuding with Judgment Day for six months, Andrew McIntyre, of course, he's there too. There, there, there was a different return in that match that we'll cover later. Mm-hmm. But we also, I, I was sat there 3.55 in the morning, whatever time I was, going, ah, well, that was a good show. Time for bed. Ready to go. Time home. for Bitty. Time for Bitty. <laughs> <laughs> suckle on the teeth, then I'll be off to sleep. <laughs> and then it was all right, there we are. And then it was. An ambulance turns up. I can picture you sitting there at home. I know you weren't, you were here. I, I was here. But yeah. I can picture you sat at home, nightgown, nightcap. <laughs> <laughs> About to blow the candle out. Yeah. <gasps> what? I, I don't know why I'm Scrooge watching yeah. Survivor Series. Walking around with your can. Yeah. yeah, watching it going, no, this is, you're a bit of indigested food. There's more gravy than the grave about you, punk. <laughs> <laughs> then it's fucking hell. <laughs> I'll be here all the earlier tomorrow, fuck. I mean, I was legitimately slightly annoyed that he did turn up, but well, <laughs> as we'll cover. But it was mainly because I was I was had to stay up until seven a.m. That's the that's what get on his level. I know, get, yeah. yeah, get on my level. Unfortunately, that's... I'm not built like you, Tom. You're built different. <laughs> I wouldn't be built like me because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diabetes time bomb. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I I think that's how this. 
doing this gig changes returns like that. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I might not, I might be different because I still get excited by them. But obviously, when people watch it as fans, like, oh my god, it's CM Punk. But for us, we're like. Right, okay, right, we've got to do that, 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 we've got to do that. On it now, everyone awake, let's go. Yeah. Well, it was Adam Pichu, just went, well, that's my weekend gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was, yeah. That was, that was it. I was, uh, CM Punk surprised us all. Didn't surprise me. Ex- surprised us <laughs> all except for Ace. <laughs> With a big return. Uh, Survivor Series. Lads, there was absolutely no call in this. As far as I'm... Obviously, there's a few yeah. people that said it's going to happen and they've sort of... Uh, they've, they've ridden the wave of endorphins from being right on it. But all the optics that sensible reporting goes by pointed to a no. Yeah, everything was everything was shaping up that way, wasn't it? It was, it was strange how unanimous the no was. And we do this from multiple sources. Like literally, everyone's saying he's not going to be there because they've heard from... Multiple people in WWE, like even like higher ups in WWE, that CM Punk was not going to be there. People in creative were told that CM Punk was not going to be there. The top talent were told ahead of Survivor Series, CM Punk will not be here. But of course, what we come to find out is that it was this is all because it was a closely guarded secret between CM Punk, Nick Khan, WWE president, and Chief Content Officer Triple H. They mm. basically kept it all to themselves, and it was. I mean, it was, a, it was a wonderful return. It was a great moment, right? Like, that felt monumental. I didn't let it was werewolf howl. That was lovely. Like Pablo at 2 a.m. <laughs> Come on, give us cat. That's what he wanted, CM Punk wanted yeah. cat food. <laughs> yes, give me cat food now, <laughs> father. <laughs> that was basically, it was, yeah. Uh, all the all the usual sources had said no, this isn't happening until and as we've we've talked about this at length on the epilogue of Punk Vember, but it was amazing how in those last few minutes it was just five minutes before he came out. Yeah, where Sean Ross sat reported, um, there's been a change. He went, he went. My stance has changed. My stance has changed. Sorry. A backstage area has been cleared. He went, surely not. And then it was like, oh, fuck, he's there. Mm. And it was just then it was there was all hands on deck. But what we basically find out is, of course, as mentioned, Triple H, Nick Khan, CM Punk. They had a meeting the week beforehand, I believe on mm-hmm. the Sunday, where they had a busy clear the air meeting. Everything came off quite nice. But it sounds like CM Punk was the one that approached them as opposed to WWE approaching him. And I think that's sort of one of the things that was part of the power dynamic mm-hmm. in the sense that CM Punk will look at this and go, okay, I've got to be got to be a nice man yeah they've not gone to him and gone we need you he's gone oh, i need you guys please please, 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 please and that and that's probably what immediately changes as you say the power dynamic uh because obviously with aew khan courted cm punk yeah. for a long time like two years and it was and it was all on cm punk's terms whereas this because punk's gone to them they've gone look all right if you want to come in you got to play our game and yeah. it does explain a lot of the way that this return has gone down. I'm intrigued. As obviously, it was kept between Punk, um, Punk Triple H and Nick Khan about their meeting on the 19th. But I'm intrigued as to how that went down, whether that was in person, whether that was on, on Zoom or whatever. I like to think it was that like a little diner in Chicago. Or yeah, something. like yeah. Are they at Mindy's <laughs> in, these, in the back room of Mindy's that ushered through and it's all kept hush. But like if they went in person, there's, I'm very surprised that didn't leak or anything got out about it because yeah. that's a mass... Oh, Triple H and Nick Khan are in Chicago. Sure, we've got a pay-per-view next weekend, but... Might have been L.A. Does, has he got, has Punk does, got a house yeah, out there? he's got a house there? out in L.A. I think he has, yeah. It's the one that everyone was like, we own your house. We paid for your house. It's the L.A. one. Fair. Um, 
I like the idea that he's just like going, I'll like a Reuben, please. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, Reuben sandwich. Pong Wolf is like, we'll get you some crackers. Come on, sit down. Tony crackers. Carl. Tony Carr looking through the window, holding those hot dogs in brine. I know, going, yeah. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> or, or not even that. All Tony Khan's cupboard is filled with now, which is so many hot dogs. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't hasn't listened to Punk Vember, that's no. Let's not let's not fill him in. <laughs> But, but if you it's your fault for not watching and listening to every bit of content we drop. But if you haven't listened, go and check it out now. There's yeah, a six and a half hour omnibus just waiting for you out there. And then afterwards, you can listen to the two hours that we put on top of that about his comeback. Thanks. I don't think anybody, any outlet has been as deep into the punk return as us three. No. We're punk experts. No. Yeah. We're punk experts. That's yeah. why we could sing Cult of Personality and Punk, if anything, gave us our blessing. I think, yeah, punk would have punk punk. loved it. Punk spurts sounds disgusting. <laughs> it does sound pretty grim. <laughs> punk spurts. We're we're punk spurts. If you put an S at the very beginning, it sounds even worse. Wait, that's what. That's why. Yeah. I reckon that could be a T-shirt. <laughs> punk spurts. Punk spurts. Punk spurts. So the one thing we've talked about, and it's sort of been reported on in numerous ways and in numerous on numerous platforms, is that this was a very close guarded secret to the point where even the main event did not know that this was going down. Literally until. They're about to go through the curtain when mm. everyone in the main event is clued in, which is going, right, this is the plan. Punk's appearing at the end. And, of course, it all happens. And then we're sort of like, okay. Show goes off the air after Punk's roared and all that. Then Seth Rollins just goes, acker. Oh, he goes does. absolutely mm. bananas. Michael Cole's holding them back. He's just screaming at Punk, just yelling all these expletives, giving him the middle finger. Michael Cole's like, calm down, mate. And then what we then get reported on Fight with Select is even going through the curtain. Seth Rollins is looking for CM Punk backstage. Triple H is holding the back. Oh, come on, Seth, calm down. CM Punk's like, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, what we've since found out in this situation is that it's it's, it's all a work. Yeah, uh, and that there, there is legitimate animosity between Seth Rollins and CM Punk. I mean, um, Seth Rollins called him a cancer earlier this year mm-hmm. while wearing a cowboy hat and sunglasses because that's the way to do it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not only did he call him a cancer, he called it a cancer to Nick Houseman. Who yes, is the CM, CM Punk, Punk whisperer. whisperer. You know, so, so that like, was definitely going to get back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. He's like, hey, chick magnet. Someone's talking shit. And then, but we hear all this, and of course, we've we still seen it on Raw. We had a house show the next day where Seth Rollins continued to have a go at Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, on last two episodes of Raw, it's basically been set up that it looks like the director is CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And I believe Kermit the Frog on Reddit, he's big, confirmed that. Big Kermit has confirmed that, saying that it's planned for the Royal Rumble, which And is, despite being called Kermit, he's been really he's pretty, good at pretty this pretty stuff. spot on, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, worth, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Kermit is, is a user on Reddit who is a a known WWE insider and has been correct on a fair few points. Mm-hmm. Well, he's given us some more, you know, it, it it's going to be one of the big, big matches for Rumble. Huge match. Like, it's, it's surprising they're not having that at many of it. It wouldn't shock me with the trilogy. They, they do like their gatekeeping Seth Rollins trilogies, don't they? You mm. were in AEW. Come here and face Seth Rollins in a match, a three-series match where he- you'll lose. Hell of a Cell at WrestleMania where Punk will win. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. I, don't mi- I, don't li- uh, I don't mind the idea of doing Punk at the Rumble, Punk and Rollins at the Rumble, then Elimination Chamber, then maybe Mania. I don't mm. mind it, no. Yeah, I think that's all right, that. You could even play a bit of hot potato with the belt. I think that'd be all right. Have a have a street fight or something between them to make it really personal. 
Ooh. Hangman Street Fight. <laughs> oh. finally nails the buck shot and just goes wink wink imagine he does it because what, we, what we've also heard since is that Punk is not allowed to talk about AEW because they're all like wired up to NDA City basically mm. um, but I mean he can do little wings I'm sure like that is that technically not, that's not a disclosure if you do someone's move uh, no it, it's if he just can't talk it, it about it it depends them. what's in the NDA yeah if, you, you can't use a super kick ever if you can't, again if you can't <laughs> reference you can't even reference them. If you yet, can't right? reference them, that might be it. But we also, you know, like, WWE was never going to allow CM Punk to go on there and reference AEW, was he? No. Like, that would be I a mean, strange... Cody's done it, but Cody just does what Cody does. But also, it's Cody's in a, like, in a way where he's like, I was an EVP. It's not going, hey, I was an AEW and let shit on the other company. Yeah. Whereas it looks really bad for a it, company it, to do that. It's different, yeah, like... If Punk does it, it's Punk punching down while Cody's been nothing but complimentary, basically. But also being like, I'm in the big leagues. That's true, yeah. I could see Seth Rollins making some AEW shot at mm. Punk. Once they finally start having those promos together, I could see an AEW reference I'll take you through. to the jungle. No, <laughs> boy. Like, oh. I'll take you to the jungle, boy. <laughs> it's real glass. Uh. <laughs> yeah. He just puts him through a hood of a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, it wasn't just Seth Rollins that was, uh, it, it was not. kicking off on the night. It was a certain Scottish man. Fraser Porter. <laughs> I, was, I was sound asleep when his return <laughs> happened. I woke up and shit myself. <laughs> um, and then you read the news that Punk had come back. I, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was caked in it. And then I was like, <laughs> see, Punk's here. Oh my god! Let me clean myself up and then oh. really look at this. Oh my god! I couldn't believe it. I, this this was like a childhood dream come true. Filled my pants again. It was. This was a big thing. Phil quite literally filled them. <laughs> this was a big thing for you, was it? Because you were a big punk fan. I was this, a big punk. This, big this punk, was a but... this was a big thing for you. Uh, on my desert island graps, I mentioned two of CM Punk's matches. You did two of them. Two yeah. of them. Can you Bloody guess what ones? Bunny um, Bag Twenty Eleven. Yeah. And it was Punk MGF dog collar match. Was it? Yeah, mm. I, I adore that match. You're not a true Punk fan. Where's Punk versus Joe one, two, or three? Those, <laughs> I, I've got them. Oh, four, five. They were all my second pick. Um, no, um, I, I couldn't believe that he's back. I'm very excited that he's back. Um, and when I woke up, I purposely didn't look at my phone because I, I saw. I, my phone, if I don't look at it properly, you can see the, what notifications you've got, but not what they are. And I saw yeah. like 20 on Slack. And I was like, okay, something's happened. Something has happened here. This is a Sunday morning. So let's watch Survivor Series. Got it. And it was like taking me back to, to Money in the Bank 2011, having him walk out on a WWE stage. It was wild. Couldn't believe nice. it. Shitting everywhere. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an unbelievable experience. But Drew McIntyre is the other Scotsman that had yes. a, 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 vel, a, a very volatile reaction. And he didn't soil himself. I mean, no. Drew that McIntyre, true. But Drew McIntyre, before Punk actually comes out, has already gone backstage holding his head, having been so He's been told to go backstage. But upon getting backstage, Drew McIntyre is furious. He storms into the locker room, grabs his hoodie, puts it on, still covered in sweat, undoubtedly, and storms out of the old state arena. And that was what the reports were saying. Um, it's it's a bigger situation with Drew because what we've heard is that his contract is expiring around WrestleMania 40. And because of some personal matters and just stuff going on, talks haven't really commenced, but Drew is quite willing just to allow his deal to expire and he can have a little break. I believe it was that he hasn't been back to Scotland since he signed with WWE for an extended period. Mm. So... All that's going on, but part of it with Drew was that CM Punk is back. That was part of his unhappiness. He went, he's just basically gone fuck this and left on the streets of Chicago. 
But he wasn't the only one upset. So what we found out was that there was actually many members of the roster who were unhappy with Punk. And it was sort of, hmm, where is this going to go? But there were also some people happy. I believe it was Kofi Kingston and Bailey. They sort of greeted him when he comes backstage. Others are sort of looking at it and going, where's this going to go? Mm. I think with the Drew thing, um, I think the way that's unfolding is, whilst there is some frustration with Drew... Looks sound now. It, it looks like that may, like the Rollins thing, have yeah. been somewhat of a worky work um, because he was on the next night at the house show in Illinois. Yep. And he made a reference to Punk there, didn't he? No, he referenced uh, some things being said about him on the internet. Yeah, but that, that's what I mean, like, mm. that in, in allusion to that, and this, the fact that a lot of the reports that morning were, Drew's pissed. He's yeah. annoyed at Punk. Well, we led with it in, in one of the news videos. Exactly. Was Drew walking out. Um, but he did, a pro, he did a promo where he also referenced the Iron Sheik, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then he sits back on Raw, uh, and there's been a few things on Twitter that have kind of sort of furthered this idea that the story that we're playing with Drew is a bit of a work shoot type thing where he's making it clear that he's unhappy. Yeah, frustrated. And frustrated. And... I, I think that will probably... I think a lot of punk stories are going to be in this sort of work-shoot realm because yeah. that's kind of how punk has always existed. So I think they'll be pulled into that with that with him. And I don't think you need to do it too often. I think there's certainly a feud with Drew yeah. and punk. There's, there's, there's Drew, there's Rollins. You've got your feuds, obviously, Reigns at some point. Well, that was another thing that was said by... was it Which report was it that said that Rollins and Reigns... Sports Illustrated. Sports, Sports Illustrated, wasn't it? The, 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 not Rollins and Reigns. Um, punk and Reigns was but, a potential match down the line as well. Yeah, and what we've heard since is that WWE's in no rush to get to it because they know it'll be massive. Mm -hmm. But we don't know which major star it is, but one major star told Dave Meltzer basically going, they better get this within six months because basically around Punk's uncertainty in that he can be a little bit of a backstage cannon, as we've covered yeah, extensively with really? his AW time. <laughs> and he's a bit injury prone. Yeah, so he is. I'm intrigued, though, how the medical situation will be in WWE because he won't be doing as safe tough style matches. As well, yeah. yeah, safe for style. Um, I imagine he will be quite well protected. Um, and also and not as regular. Not as regular. We don't know what his schedule is going to be like wrestling at this point. He could be full-time. He could be part-time. He could be just special attraction sort of thing. Um, and But I'm intrigued to see how, yeah, how the style difference is. Like, he's not going to be having brutal slug fests it's going to be no blading no blading it, you'll be a, a, probably a bit safer in that regard and he won't be allowed to jump into the the crowd and hit his foot off the barricade and stuff like that we're going to say all this is now going to do straight away top of 30 foot ladder jumps elbow <laughs> drop through, through the announce table yeah yeah, so there's a lot of, I mean the punk promo so, so punk turned up on Monday Night Raw the night after Survivor Series and uh, the whole show it was hyped that we would hear from Punk for the first time. And I think he was meant to have maybe 15 minutes. I think he got eight. He got six. He got six. So yeah. it got cut due to Orton and Dirty Dom going long in the main event. And the promo left a lot of people feeling quite underwhelmed. Yeah. I think because the bar in terms of what he does was set so high during his AEW run. That first promo in AEW was big, passionate and aggressive and real. This didn't feel like that. Especially when he said, I'm home. And it, like the sort of reaction was going, are you though? The crowd popped for it, but I didn't buy it. I didn't think he was home. I looked, I, I've watched that a few times and looked in his eyes 
I don't buy that that man thinks he's home. Because, I mean, Pong's home is surely Ring of Honor, if anything. Yeah. Mm. I'm off a slightly different mindset to... That's because you think WWE knows best. WWE knows best, to quote a great uh, Jack. ambassador, Jackie Atkins. Um, no, it's not that I thought it was a genuine promo or anything, or that was a real line. I think it was intentionally done uh, as a way to have a mask slip. I think, especially that line he said off camera where it was like, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. And he, he stuck his tongue out halfway through money. I think he's, he's the more the character we're going for. Him being disingenuous, him believing what he... Like, the character of Punk will believe that and will portray that. But really, he's here to just be the guy that he wasn't before, like trying to reclaim that spot when everyone hates him. And especially the fact that we've got Rollins working it, we've got Drew working it. If he's going, hey, everyone loves me. And they're going, I, we, we fucking don't. Yeah. That line, I think, yeah, the, the telltale thing was that, was him saying, I've changed. And also the bit where he was like, it's all hugs and kisses backstage. Everyone's happy to see me, which is where I think... A lot of people have just seen it, uh, taking it on face value as just being a very, very safe. white meat safe promo. But like Fraser says, there's probably something in the fact that this is like a mask. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's going to slip at some point. Seth's feud with him will be the one that it, it drops fully. We'll get. I, I feel like Rollins will be the one that's booed in that feud when we get it. I think even if Punk's a heel, he'll get cheered. What Punk? Yeah, Punk. Yeah, what what I say? Punk, yeah, Rollins will get booed. Punk will get cheered. And I think, but that would be Rollins will be that justified, being like, "No, look, guys, this is that's the real CM Punk. That mask is slipping." Because right now, Punk Punk's character is, is enjoying the smell of his own farts mm. and just being like, "I'm here, I'm home. You guys love me, but I'm here only for the money. I don't really care about you guys." But here's, but here, yeah, because because the other thing as well is that when that mask slips, what does Punk start? saying because surely punk can't come out and go i hate this place oh it made me ill i hate being here no, because he... that's very that's not the wwe way to, nah. to insult the company he needs to change it up and be uh corporate punk rather than mm. anti-corporate punk he's gonna put suits on and everything start no. drinking brew dog yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> that, yeah i think he just needs to come in and, and buy a gilet acknowledge <laughs> yeah <I> imagine <laughs> gilet punk gilet punk just acknowledge the fact that he did come back for money and he doesn't really care what the fans think. Mm. And that's the character I think they need to go with eventually when they turn him heel, rather than this whole, I'm better than you because I'm straight edge. Mm. And you know it. I came back for the money, but I'm still also the best wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Deal Absolutely. with it. Well, speaking of straight edge, though, I did get a message from one... CM Punk. Jackie Orlando. Oh! So... We have. I was going to say we we normally start with a Jackie Orlando. No, I forgot. But oh, that's fine. I forgot too. With the straight edge news. But Congratulations saw... on your hard fought remembering. Thank you. Thank you. We saw him in person, though. We did see him. We did see him in person. Okay. So telegram received from Stockton on Tees, December fourth, twenty twenty three. So this has just arrived a day late at the time of recording. Hello. I was planning on finding all three of yous and dish out some well deserved slaps, but I got lost on route. And I've instead, instead decided to hang around Stockton for a few days. Lovely people here. <laughs> Reports have suggested that a miserable straight-edge twat has made his long-awaited return to his former home. But I can assure you I have alibis for all my recent activities. Your pal, Daytime Ken Brown. <laughs> Ken Brown. Daytime Ken Brown. <laughs> P.S. I reckon he's gone by SummerSlam 2024. Oh. oh. So there we go. There's a man that's here to make money and not friends. Daytime <laughs> Ken <laughs> Brown, <laughs> a.k.a. Jackie Orlando. Check it in. So he thinks Punk will be gone in SummerSlam 2024. Wow. When do you think you'll be gone? Uh, I think by Mania 41. 
I think, so I think a bit longer. I'm a bit com- I'm a bit more confident this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the track record is that he will get he gets into a fight at least once a year. Yeah, but on average. I, I do think he will be there until 43. Oh, I, okay. I think he'll go for the full length of contract. We don't know how long it is, though. Three but years. I think full length of contract. If yeah. it's three years, yeah, 43. Um, and I think he might sign an extension. Like a Legends deal. I think he might stick around. He's like 55. I, he knows that this is the last opportunity yeah, for yeah. him. Um, and the last place to make a big boatload of money. I can't, you know, I imagine he's not struggling for money. But um, it's not very good to to be fired from the last place of employment. Um, I think if you've got a big home in, in LA, then you, you could probably do with bringing some money in. That's true. And, yeah. yeah, and a place in Chicago as well. Yeah, you're going you to need a regular you pay that rent. Larry Toy's ACL. Thought was how much vet bills. Oh, there you doggy, go. His doggy ACL. His doggy ACL. Larry's doggy ACL is all knackered up. Yeah. So, I mean, we will keep an eye. Uh, hey, look. CM Punk wasn't the only return, nor was our truth There was another return at Survivor Series, wasn't there, Aiden? There Gibbons? was. He was a very handsome, very pumped up man. Or oh, very but, pumped up. But this this return was so much usurped by CM Punk that he's literally our second story. Mm. But Randy Orton returns. Randall, Randall Keith is Randall back. Keith. He'd Randall, been... Randall, Randall, Randall Keith. Keith. Na, 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 Randall, Randall Keith. Randall Keith. Randall, Randall Keith. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Orton's back, baby. Yes, I mean he'd been he'd been gone for ages. May 2022, yeah. when he was, he was taken out by the bloodline, blood, bloodline, broodline, bloodline. He's the been gone. Line. I just went to say Riddle. He's been gone so long. Riddle's been fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His absence. Like in his time. Um, but taken out by the bloodline comes out from. He's basically doing the RKO for 20 years. Of course, his back's ruined. Mm-hmm. So he had a serious back injury had to undergo back fusion surgery. The injury was so severe that doctors actually told him he should retire, but Randy Orton, don't listen to no doctors, brother. <laughs> so there he was back. Um, it emerged basically in that August 2023 that he was planning for the return. He was training at Performance Center. It all looked like all systems go. Mm-hmm. And then we find out mid-November, basically, that the plan is for WWE to bring back Randy Orton. He's going to be the fifth member of War Games. Because, I mean, it was originally going to be Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and... Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah. How can I forget the World mm-hmm. Heavyweight Champion? <laughs> yep. Against Judgment Day. Um, Drew then joins Judgment Day. And we're like, okay. And Cody Rhodes basically starts cutting the most, do you get it? Yes. <laughs> do you know who it is from? Most? We're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I've got an apex... Predator. Those aren't just voices you're <laughs> hearing in your head. <laughs> His name is Uda, and he's in our stomachs. <laughs> Got the yeah, it, Got it was, Simpsons joke. It was very Simpsons. He's, he's yeah. got a legacy. <laughs> you're like, Jesus Christ. Hardcore Holly's back. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, God, imagine. His la- Hardcore Holly's last match, you know what it was in WWE? His last match in WWE. Yeah, when did he leave WWE? It was his last match. Was it would have been against Ted DiBiase Jr.? So it was Hardcore Holly teaming with Cody Rhodes to face the team of Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. at Night of oh, Champions. Was that his last match? Final match? So that was his final match. He lost the world tag team titles to Cody and Ted DiBiase Jr. Never appeared on WWE TV again and then was fired in, in 2008. Bloody hell. I thought you yeah. might have had like a, a revenge match against Ted yeah, Jr. Nah. or something. Like a house nah. show for against R-Truth or something. But yeah. I'm just a big Bob Holly fan, so you know, yeah. I just had to know that. I hope he's all right. Well, he's doing all right. He's got shitty tattoos now. They're awful, aren't they? Oh, they're bad. He's what? just as miserable, too. Well, yeah. I hope he's just well, yeah, making ends meet and stuff. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. it's a tough time. But <laughs> tell you who's got some great, he's not got great tattoos. Randy Orton. <laughs> you couldn't even do that as a no. bit. Tell you who's got great, ah, fuck it, he hasn't. He's not got great tattoos. Randy Orton's back. Mm. Yeah, we're there. So that was what we had. It was sort of the Monday before Survivor Series. Cody's like, come on, kids, get the reference. <laughs> and then we just think, fuck it, we're announcing this. And it's, it's made official. Randy Orton's back for Survivor Series. And it was done as a way to throw off people thinking it was going to be punk. Yes. If they kept it as a mystery partner, then I think that would have kind of kept the question marks over whether or not punk was coming back. But then WWE did something very weird doing Survivor Series that made what they did on Monday just <laughs> pointless. Which we, we, It did, actually. <laughs> like, which we'll get to. But basically, they announced Randy Orton's coming back because the perception is they don't want to see a mystery partner because then people would assume it is punk. And of course, that of course it wasn't punk. Punk would mm, end yeah. up later. But then when Survivor Series started, you've got the first match. And then at the end of the, end of the first match, you've got a backstage segment between Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, excuse me, and then Jay Uso and the sort of things like, Randy Orton's not in the building. And Jay Uso's like, oh my God, it's my fault. I took mm. him out. I feel so bad. And Sami's like, later, he's still not in the building. Then, then the match starts. Randy's still not yeah. there. But every time they were doing this, it was just needing a CM Punk chance. I think that's, that's they've gone, the, when the, they got him signed, they went, okay, okay we'll let's lean this. into the fact that so that we have CM Punk chants throughout the night, so then the pop's even bigger bigger when it when it happens. But then there it was. Basically, Randy Orton wasn't going to have Cody Rhodes' entrance for his entrance. He was going to have the big special moment. Mm. And there it was. Well, everyone's in the ring except him. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They understand. Yeah. Whatever the rest of the words are. And then he made his way to the ring, hit RKO's, did a, did a weird roar. As well. It was a night for weird roars. because <laughs> fucking parcel tongue. Isn't that right? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> <laughs> then does a, does a draping DDT and then basically wins the match because he hits a, um, a, a huge RKO on JD McDonough after he's chucked off the top off the little platform on the top of the cage. And then they let his old mate Cody pick up the win. Yeah. Uh, Babyface's win. We go, oh, wasn't that lovely? Phenomenal reaction for Randy Orton. Especially because yeah. the first time in 18 months that we'd seen him. And he looked great. He energized. He looked happy to be there. Yeah. Just what a treat. How great to have him back. Massive. And he is Huge, massive. Yeah. That he, boy. He's certainly been on the pump in there. The, yeah. The, what they call dumbbells. That's, dumbbells. That's, I'm sure that's the only thing he's been doing. <laughs> he is a big, big boy he's right been, now. He's been absolutely downing the whey protein. I said mm. it on the news this morning, but he looked like his character from All Stars the video yeah, game. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah, like he is—he's beefy, he's girthy, he's bigger and girthier than the cultaholic <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Couldn't believe the size of him. And Massive boy. But since his return as well, of course, he's going straight back to the main event scene. He signed exclusively with SmackDown because he wants revenge on the Bloodline and. I mean, it certainly looks like it's going to be him against Roman Reigns at the Rumble. Yeah. Which is which weird, which you wouldn't imagine we'd ever say it, but it feels like a fresh match, as yeah. you said in the news video that we shot this morning, Fraser. But I think they were saying it's been seven years since our last really? pay-per-view singles match. Mm. I think it was well, not longer. I think it was nine years. I think it was SummerSlam 2014. That's crazy. It was like their last singles pay-per-view match. Yeah. So it was the same year that the same year that Punk left was the last time we had Orton versus Reigns. Yeah. So everything that's old is new again. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes, because I'm sure we had Rollins against Punk at the time when they had the Shield feud. So two big names back in the mix for WWE heading into 2024. Uh, how about we had a brand new name? Here's something that could potentially be quite tasty going into the new year, involving uh, a massive name from New Japan. Industry altering. 
Potentially. Potentially industry-altering Aidan Gibbons. Who so, are we talking about? Kazichka Okada. Mm. So what we've heard, this is from this is from Dave Meltzer, and it was just sort of, because the way Dave sort of writes the wrestling of a newsletter, it just, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, like, <laughs> just, chaos. It just, it just chaos. chaos. Surrounded by envelopes. On his, yeah. on his Windows 95 computer, <laughs> where it's it just sort of like little sort of like, like a huge story could just be sort of alongside Our Truth Eats Crisps and Alexa Bliss Doesn't She Love Candles? And in the middle, it'll just be, Oh, yeah, um, WWE have renewed their interest in Kazuchika Rokard. And we're just like, What? <laughs> he's, he's got no sense of incredible work on the Wrestling Observer, but he has no understanding of the inverted pyramid of yeah. where you have all the most important information at the top and you drip feed it down. Or even just put on your important news. It should be at the top. Highlighted, yeah. But it should be at the top. Like, oh, Okada's got a much bigger news worthiness than... Um, WD ticket sales and... Alexa Bliss's Saskatoon. love of candles. Yeah. Like, he, he must just write it and go, like, oh, stream of conscience yeah. as he goes. I mean, what scares me is he's got an editor. Like, that bloke has got the easiest job in the world. <laughs> that man he? doesn't do he work. Does or he's nothing. the worst at his job. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. He's terrible. He does fuck all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's probably listening to this now going... Oh, I'll try really hard. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what the, what the original looks like looked, yeah. before. Yeah, we don't know what it looked like before. So we could be doing <laughs> this person a great disservice. Yeah, true. Yeah. He probably gets like seventeen pages as written in crayon that he has to decipher. <laughs> yeah. But oh. yes, so the story was: did we renew their interest in Kazuchika Okada? We all sort of went okay. Um, but the pitch from WWE essentially is that Okada is now thirty-six. He's close to Shinsuke Nakamura. The WWE style is far easier on the body. And the one thing Okada has never done is WWE. And he's effectively, well, it's not effectively, he has done everything there is to do in New Japan yeah. for wrestling. WWE even have a strategy to try and give him a little tickle and bring Okada mm. in, which is that basically the push for Shinsuke Nakamura alongside Triple H was being a big fan of Nakamura. The idea is, hey, if we push Okada, we can sort of try and reverse the perception that like Japanese wrestlers aren't treated perfectly when they go to WWE. I mean, mm -hmm. like there's a bit of a stigma around it. Yeah, I mean, we've had like the likes of. I mean, this is the company that used to have a fake Japanese person in yeah. Yokozuna. Um, we, we've sort of got Akira Tozawa, who's there, who's just a bit of a joke. Mm -hmm. Kushida, like this Wasn't legendary really used. New Japan wrestler, did not really, did he? Nothing. Yeah, Asuka was given a decent push, but then as soon as she got to main roster, that kind of dissipated for a while it took her two years basically to yeah. get and that was a weird thing that happened with when because things came from the press conference at Survivor Series and one of them was sort of trip, I think, I'm pretty sure this came from there where it was mentioned that Triple H um, wants to change the perception of how Japanese wrestlers are treated in WWE yeah um, we put out an article uh, in in that vein yeah and Asuka actually replied to it with a list of all her accomplishments. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether she was making a point to go, well, this is wrong, because look how brilliant I am. But she's very much, as you said on the morning, an outlier. An outlier. Yeah, she's the exception to the rule. Like, yeah. e Sky is getting there, but isn't quite there yet. Kairi Sane as well, also was sort of like, oh, massive talent. And then main roster didn't, didn't do her. much, really, yeah. Um, it's, it is a shame that that's been historically in the past and it might harm them of getting Okada if he goes well I might not be treated but I, I think and I was saying it this morning to you just in the office I think he'd be treated like a massive star in WWE's current presentation in the current landscape of mm. WWE compared to anywhere else and that includes AEW just because of how bloated that roster is right now so what, what we've heard on the AEW side is so since 
basically since the renewal of interest, we've heard Okada's contract is up at the end of January. Um, I mean, New Japan contracts basically work well. It's sort of like one-year rolling deals. But by this point, Okada's usually signed an extension by now. This time he hasn't. Sports Illustrated have said Okada is set to become a free agent. And he's seriously contemplating basically WWE or AEW as the options. Um, on the basically one advantage AEW does have, we'll get the back to Fraser's point, but one advantage is that apparently a priority for Okada is to remain in Japan. Um, something that basically wouldn't be possible for WWE in the way they work, but would be with AEW, because it essentially you'd have a similar deal to pack in Will Osprey where they're mm-hmm. able to live in the UK. Mm. But in, in terms of the New Japan thing and WWE, it terrifies me, the idea of Okada and WWE. <laughs> it, like something in my brain just goes, this is wrong. You don't want to see him versus like top Baron bottom. Corbin <laughs> and losing to Baron yeah. Corbin. Hey, Baron Corbin's great. You've got to learn to work our way, brother. Yeah. It, it's just sort of like part of something in my brain just goes, they'll do something wrong. And it's so Carter. There's once in a generation talent and they just won't get it right. I know Triple H is there now, but yeah. because of all the stuff and their track record isn't great. But their, tr- but their recent track record has been quite good. And that's my argument on the other side. Not, but I'm not just trying to find balance in it, but WWE, they bought the, they wouldn't go after Okada without buying the product off Okada, like Cody Rhodes. They got the mark, they got the look, they got the entrance, they got the vibe, they got th- th- Cody Rhodes as a package is what they bought and that's how they presented him. I think now with the way that they're positioning like Nakamura to be more of that character that he wasn't or show signs of that character he was in Japan. If they went to Okada, we're going to give you lots of lots of money to come over here, be part of WWE. We're buying the Rainmaker. We're buying the Okada that is selling out Wrestle Kingdom every single year in the main events and present that on screen. It would be a bit shit though, admittedly, if he came in and it was, right, you're going to have to work your way up through NXT and then he needs to be Instantly main event. Because, I mean, oh, like, Nakamura came in as the king of strong style, but he then went to the main... Fair enough, Vince is in charge, which is probably yeah. part of the problem. I'm still mm. terrified of all the Vinceisms. But, I mean, even Nakamura's push this year has been... Fair enough, he's been far better than he has been, but he still was just lost twice to Seth Rollins. We did say it this morning, though. Nakamura definitely has phoned in his yeah, entire did, WWE yeah. run. He's just there to go surfing, wasn't he? Really he the he was. Roster. So I think as much as Nakamura is an example we can look at... Um, I think Okada might have a bit more motivation because he's a little bit younger than Nakamura right now. Nakamura in his 40s, um, whereas Okada's still 36. He's still in that prime age of his career. Um, either way, if he goes to WWE or AEW, I think it's an incredible get for either of them. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he does WWE, though, because he'll want to be treated like that star. I would, because it just sounds... It's just a meltdown situation, isn't it? Yeah. It's just weird. I do believe, as, as as intriguing as it is to see Okada in WWE, I think he'll probably go to AEW. Yeah. Because, as one guy we're going to talk about in a second will attest, like, you get somebody who is massive in New Japan, you then set... You, you give them feuds on AEW television so the audience get to know them and they get to grips with what they're about early. Mm-hmm. You know... It's like a try before you buy thing. So then when they're eventually brought in, not only are they on great money to do a, a to do a show that they already get, but they can also go back to New Japan as and when as well. Mm-hmm. So the what AEW will offer people is the best of all worlds. I do Whereas WWE, I think, will go, right, you're with us, and that is all. 
you know, unless a, a major exception comes along like Nakamura and Muta. He would definitely get better <laughs> matches in AEW for sure. Certainly. Like that's the, it's where, where does he, what's his priority bar staying in Japan? Is it incredible match opportunities or is it money and, and having that sort of stable of WWE behind him and the WWE machine behind him? Cause I think he would get lost in the shuffle a little bit in AEW and, mm. That's a, a criticism of AEW's booking is the sense that they bring all these people in and then nothing much happens. They've got so many wrestlers. Yeah. Like, you've, you've, Jay White came in as the big top New Japan signing, and yes, he's had that main event, but great, it wasn't great for him. Nah. And I mean, he was unhappy with the main event. He himself was unhappy with it. Osprey, yeah, he we, we've still got to see how that goes. Um, but I think Osprey has a bigger chance of being a star in AEW than Okada does. Mm. Just in, in the sense of who he is. He's He's more... When Okada's appeared on AEW TV, he's not felt like Okada to me, anyway. He hasn't felt as big. No. No. And maybe the, he'll join TNA. I mean, we'll say all this. He re-signed with New Japan. Yeah. You mean re, you rejoined TNA? Re, yeah. What, what was he? <laughs> no, no, no. We forget that run as Okata. Rejoin! As Okata. Okata! Rejoin Wait, no, no, no. as Okata. No, 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 no. We forget that run. I think, bear in mind that whatever WWE would do to Okada, it won't be as bad as making him the Green Hornet sidekick. I, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't go much worse than that. He's already had bad creative. I think just like some matches, some matches on NXT would nowhere near be as bad for him as wrestling as Okata. Literally a man who was the best wrestler in the world for a, a, a substantial period of the 2010s. He is. I think so. One of the best wrestlers. I think he's, he's arguably the best right now in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Willie. Big Willie. I don't, I couldn't, I don't know f- for, for sure. I will have to ask his partner, but yes, Will Ospreay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so yes, Will Ospreay, as, as Fraser alluded to before, has signed with All Elite Wrestling. I mean, and it was another one of these Tony Khan surprise announcements that led to it, where, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I'm a bit bored of Tony Khan's surprise announcements. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what, what was one of them recently just that the tickets for All In were going to go on, on sale? sale? yeah. And then there was a... Major announcement. And then, he, then the Continental Classic, he didn't tease a major announcement, he just announced it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Where's that? Them, swap them now, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was a bit odd. But but this one certainly was a monumental announcement. We had it on the Wednesday night before AEW Full Gear. Just just goes to it and goes that AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers. That individual will sign their contract in Los Angeles at Full Gear on November 18th. Names rumoured for the spot. I mean, the rumour mill swirled yeah. instantly. It was Big big Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. He, he can't right now because he's non-compete. Yeah, uh, with WWE following his release in September, he basically would have had to ask WWE to get out of it if he was going to appear at Full Gear. Um, there was Ronda Rousey because, of course, she popped up in Ring of Honor this month. Yeah. She, she hasn't made the list because there's six bigger stories, but <laughs> she was certainly number seven. Um, Ronda Rousey in Ring of Honor, but she's not interested. She's she wants to go home and have more babies. So, like, fair enough. Um, Mercedes Monet. She's been rumored for a while going to AEW, mm. um, but from the sounds of it, she's still uh, like still not good. She's, I mean, yeah. she's, she's in training now, but still not quite ready to ready get in come there back and wrestle. And but then Will Ospreay, he was the fourth name. And to be perfectly honest, we all sort of went, well, how though? Because we know he's under contract until February 2024 with New Japan. Yeah. So surely he can't be assigning for AEW. 
And that would be contract tampering. That yeah. would be contract tampering. Um, but then Friday afternoon, I once again am ready to go home. Got me hat on, me little <laughs> ready to go. You've uh, had to close Marley and Marley <laughs> for the night. <laughs> be here all the earlier tomorrow. <laughs> and then it was Andrew Savage of the Rap Men Pro Wrestling Podcast. He suddenly goes, I've heard a toss spray. We all sort of thought. Right. I mean, our own our own sources were indicating certainly <laughs> that it was Wasn't. Will Osprey by them going, hey, it's not Will Osprey. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, right, right. So it is Will Osprey. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it is Will Osprey because the deflection was very bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> so we went, okay, it's Will Osprey. And lo and behold, it was Will Osprey. Rub. Bruv. And he comes out and goes, Sail down, bruv! Sail down! <laughs> we're like, oh, there he is. It was funny because I, I remember I watched it with you, and obviously we're on reactions, we had the volume down a wee bit. I didn't hear the crowd making a noise, so all I heard was him just going, hey, Sail down, bruv! <laughs> because basically he'd come out and he'd said, like, I'm coming in, but I can't come in yet. And everyone started booing. Yeah. He's like, no, <laughs> shut up! Shut up, right? Shut up! Bruv. New Japan! Doing that, I'll be damn bruv. So he's so he is so the, basically the, the premise is he came out to say I'm fulfilling my New Japan obligations, and when I finish with New Japan, I will be signing with All Elite Wrestling. Well, yeah. I've already signed my next yes. contract with All Elite Wrestling. It's essentially, from on the road to Revolution, Will Osprey will be hashtag All Elite. Brother, yeah. Brother. And but basically the idea was is that. Yeah, He's been represented by Barry Bloom, who's like the super agent, did the Young Bucks and Hangman Page and Kenny signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he represents Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he represents Chris a, Jericho. Few, a few guys in WWE as well. Yeah, he's, he's basically like the that football agent, but in wrestling. Yeah. That was a terrible analogy, but there we are. <laughs> I'm not sure the one you mean, but I believe he's yeah. a big He's a big talent agent, and it just yeah. so happens he's very good at getting wrestlers a lot of money. Yeah. But what we heard is that New Japan basically gave AEW permission to speak to Will Ospreay. Like he went, thank you very much. Because mm. Will... <laughs> thank you very much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> was, because Will Ospreay already made it clear that he wasn't going to sign with New Japan, but essentially because I, I think part of it is the yen's down and all sorts of other stuff just going on in yeah. New Japan. So it means even if he signs for the same amount, he's going to make less next year. They yeah. can't pay him as much as AEW any other company yeah. can. Yeah, so there's plenty of interest. WWE were interested, because, of course, why wouldn't you be? He's the best wrestler in the world. Um, WWE had been in contact with Osprey's representatives. This is from Fightful Select in the weeks ahead of Full Gear as they tried to gauge his interest or gorge his interest. And they were sort of looking to go, what kind of schedule would he work? Because um, they would want him to move to the United States. Osprey had alluded that he was willing to move to the United States. But, I mean, as he's mentioned, he's just finished his kitchen. Mm-hmm. He's got a um, stepson in school. So yeah. we want to move him to the United States. Don't want an American child. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so just, sorry, America. Sorry, America. <laughs> but you're all disgusting. <laughs> um, you just sort of living in, um, like... Wherever he lives in the southeast of the UK, yeah. um, having a lovely time. TNA wrestling, of course, the upcoming. Oh my re-brand. god, they were they were proper raiding the, the war chest to bring in Osprey. Yeah. They were almost almost going to pay him as much as they paid me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but I mean, this this was a big deal for TNA really because basically since Anthem bought them in 2017, it's sort of been people are people are paid a fair wage, obviously, yeah. but they paid far less than they could make an AWWE. And they were like, fuck it, seven figures to Will Ospreay. So seven it was like, figures. Okay, we could have the number, a strong number three again if they're pumping around money. Well, they, they, they're going to be called TNA from next year. So they probably looked at it and went, well, that's four less letters to print on everything. <laughs> so we can save on ink cartridges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll put that saving towards Will Ospreay. It's, it's a very good sign, though, that TNA <laughs> is trying to be that number three again. And, oh, and, they mean yeah. 
Game and business. be like, we're going to go after the same talent that's going to all these ones, and we want to show that we are willing to put our money where our mouth is and invest in, in ourselves. I mean, they, like people in talent and TNA actually thought they had a really good shot of getting him as well because he popped up Band for Glory with that banger match of Speedball oh. Mike Bailey. Um, he then worked the show that we had. Turning in, Point, in Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. There he was, Big Willie. Main event at Turning Point. Um, and then it was thought he was happy again. He talked about how he wanted to do TNA again once it becomes TNA completely from Heart to Kill 2024. I believe he'd probably still work that show in some respect. Well, he can. He can't work hard to kill. Not work hard to Be- kill. Oh, no, he can't. Because can there's Battle in the Valley. Well, see, he could work it because... Now, this is this is some bad logistics. Is here, it? Right? But the New Japan show starts four hours later. So they could put him on first. In TNA? And then you could... It's only like... I think they're quite close to each other. Are they? One's in Vegas and the other one's in San Jose. Okay, so that's like an hour, an hour to our flight. But he's got Barry, but he's got all these bags of sacks, sacks of money now. He does get have a, the, the money sacks. So, so they get him a private flight. So Las Vegas, is that that's definitely where Hard to Kill is. Yes. And San Jose's Battle in the Valley. But at the Palms, it's in the yeah. casino. I, I think it's going to be very tough for him to do both shows. But it's Will Ospreay. San Jose, California. Oh, yeah, he probably won't yeah. turn up, but no. this is the logistics of working it out. Okay. Now. Las Vegas to San Jose, Tom. Uh, Las Vegas. To San Jose. Okay, it is... How long's the drive? Um, the drive is Six, seven hours. Seven hours. What's the flight? What's okay, the flight time? So public transport. An hour and a half? Oh, no, hang on. I, can I, get, I can't get flights on here. Well, how, how long's the bus? Nine hours? Uh, four, 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, flights from... I might not San, even do them. San Jose. San Jose. Flight time. Is one hour thirty minutes. Hey, it's only loads of time. However, that's you've got to get through security. Nah, you've, got to, you've, you've got to get there on you time. Stop and buy a Toblerone. <laughs> exactly. He's <laughs> got to go to Dwayne Smith get his yeah. book. If the, yeah. we- if the weather's shit, you're fucked. Uh, no, I think as exciting as that would be, it's not gonna. Happen. I think you've just got to because why risk one or the other? I suppose, yeah. Unless he just flies. He's he an is osprey. osprey after all. <laughs> How far is it as the osprey flies? <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So what Dave Belter mentioned is the one thing WWE couldn't offer Osprey, along with, of course, living in the UK, was um, all in 2024. Oh, this yeah, Wembley Stadium again. Yeah. So 
Will Will Osprey be in the main event? Tony Khan's already said he's got a pretty good idea of what the main event of All In will be. But, I mean, it certainly wouldn't shock me if Will Ospreay is AEW World Champion at, at the end of that August bank holiday weekend. Mm. What do we think the main event is? Let's predict it right now. Tom, main event of All In next year. Uh, it's going to be... Let me think who we... Adam Cole versus Will Ospreay. I'm Cole Ospreay. World, world title. Swerve Strickland, Will Ospreay. I'm also Swerve Strickland, Will Ospreay. Oh, actually, I'm... For the world I'm, title. I'm gonna, can I change mine? I no. want to do Swerve Strickland. No, nope. you're not allowed. Oh, I, don't, I don't like Adam Swerve, Cole. Swerve, Swerve as world will. champ going into All In. Oh, oh and then I love that shit. Ospreay is the face. Imagine if it comes true, Will. Like, hey, <gasps> clip this now for next year. I could spice that up. Swerve, Ospreay, Joe. No, oh, I don't nah. like that. Oh, fuck off! Fuck off! Take a step back. <laughs> fuck off! Take a step back, <laughs> fuck off <laughs> I, I want a big singles match. Yep. Big, big. I like... Uh, yeah, I think you two are right. I have do them, like the sound of Will the Ring of Honor tag team titles in the pre-show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As is tradition. <laughs> Prince Nana just comes down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, def definitely Will in a feature position. Oh, yeah. yeah. During that one. I'm thinking, um, how, how do you top this year when he beat Jericho in the semi-main? Put him in the main main. Unless you do him, it's basically the only way you could top it is to do him against Kenny Free. Yeah, but, but they might go to that beforehand, sort of like a number one contenders. Thing. I, th I think you've got to put him in the world title match. Yeah, maybe. I think you've got to give him the world title at Wembley. It also moves tickets. It will move a fuck ton of tickets. That is a great story. But you've got okay, and and this is my thing for for AEW. That's a great story. Do it right, but tell the story. All right, <laughs> like have have the journey. I think Tony just likes going. That's the main event. Yeah, but give us ad, give us you know give us a trials and tribulations of Will Osprey mm -hmm. to get there and bring let's, Bret Hart in. Yeah, for a laugh. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't think they actually can. But yeah. no, no. Well, let's let's have Will set his sights on Wembley. Let's have it all going well. Let's have some disruption. Let's have someone step in and be a roadblock, stops him from doing it. He has a title contendership match for Wembley and loses. He then has to fight to earn the right to do it again. Then he gets it. Then he's in the main event. That's... So you want him to finish the story. Finish it. <laughs> I just want Tony Khan to tell a fucking story. Like, like... So you have you have like Brian Cage, Simone Spike, Osprey in the main event. Yes! Of and then next year, next year. Next Wembley. Will Osprey gets to beat Swerve in the main event. Maybe gets to beat yeah. Swerve. <laughs> I'm glad we've got the Swerve Osprey as the, the one that we all want, though. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all into that. Because even on Swerve, he's had, he's had a bang in the air. Wonderful. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, yes. Swerve deserved the belt as well. An absolute superstar. But Will should definitely be in the main event. Uh, yeah. I know that Kip Sabian's clean, keen to be on the card. Uh, we had a lovely chat for Desert Island Graps, which is on the podcast feed right now. Uh, did Kip Sabian and I. For about an hour and a half, we chatted. Do you know that Kip Sabian and Will Osprey? used to uh, backyard wrestle each yes. other. And they used to... And, of course, <laughs> but did you know they used to run rival backyard wrestling promotions? Wow. No. And they did invasion angles. What, like, just to run over from, like, yeah. to, to run over his mom's from, house or yeah, something? Yeah, from, like, from, from, uh, from, from down south to Essex. And, like, they do invasions and cross-promotion stories and stuff like that. And wow. So we talk all about it. It's on the podcast feed right now. Let me spice up the main event, then. Will Ospreay. Swear Strickland, Kip Sabian. Yes! <laughs> it Why not? It wouldn't shock me if they do do a thing with Osprey and same sort of like a dynamite 
match, a little dynamite feud where it's yeah. like, hey, we used to have rival wrestling promotions. Bro- that could be the roadblock on yeah. the way to Wembley because Kip's like, Kip can cut this brilliant promo and go, no, you had your moments. It's go, me what now. my fucking moment now? Were, I'm going to take it from you. There was like, Kip, please. <laughs> <laughs> bruv. Settle down, bruv. Settle down, bruv. Settle, Settle down, down bruv. bruv. Tell a story. I, I Obviously, they've told good stories in AEW, don't you think? I'm yeah. just being a shithead. But more off, but I just feel like sometimes they... They miss. Some... They do. They've been better recently, but they were certainly rushing things in the summer of 2023. Yeah, and 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 a lot of it time is because they've not been able to go around injuries. It's yeah, to pivot and not have a it's, backup. It's been a major problem, really, stretching back to when Punk was first injured in May 2022. Really, that it? Hangman story was incredible. Yeah, his rise of of Hangman and Page. One of the yeah, one of the best stories. And again, that was all adversity and roadblocks. And Punk MJF fighting through. Punk MJF was excellent. Excellent feud. Punk Hangman until the until all the backstage shit. The backstage shit. Great feud. You know, you've got Kenny as the world champ. Great feud. You've got so many good things in there. Um, and so many good stories they just need to learn to pivot but I hope they don't have to pivot from this one Osprey needs to be in the main event yeah. absolutely um, one guy who's basically been a big part of all of this in AEW uh, has resigned from the company this month yes. last month so one man who will not be in the all in 2024 main event is QT Marshall mm, he has it. resigned from all elite wrestling um, unfortunately the words I, I will not repeat the words I've written but <laughs> <laughs> now no, I think no, I think we should mention that. Okay. Oh. Right. Oh. No, because I think it's indicative of a lot of what QT Marshall has experienced during his time. And I am and look, this isn't me just dragging Aiden at all. Because what <laughs> Aiden what Aiden puts here is what a lot of people have said. You are not alone. QT Marshall is the greatest professional yes. wrestler in the world. Because <laughs> you've put no one has ever cared this much about Cutie Marshall. And quite frankly, I still don't care about Cutie Marshall, but apparently lots of others do. Yep. And that's and that's not, again, not being a dick, I get it. If you just look at Cutie Marshall's body of work, you are bang on the money. Why should we care? He's just a boring, He's a boring, boring man. wrestling you man. Know once I called Ellie Knight the Cutie Marshall of NXT. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that, there you go. <laughs> wow. We've all had our moments of Cutie Marshall. He's on Desert Island he was lovely uh, but that's the thing but what people don't realise is all the stuff that happens behind the scenes with him mm. and he goes into it in his farewell resignation note online doesn't he which you may read Fraser he says uh, thank you it <clears throat> Thank you, AEW. Thank you, Tony Khan. I've had the privilege of being here since day one, and I've written over 750 formats for all elite wrestling and always with pride. Are you giggling, Aiden? I did a dab. He did a little oh, dab. Oh, you did a dab. <laughs> it was day one. Oh, brother. Yes, bruv. <laughs> as much as I've enjoyed being VP, manager of talent relations, and wearing a myriad of hats, the company has changed a lot since 2019 and is heading in a different direction. And I feel that it's best I do the same, as we only get one chance to go all in. I've officially resigned from AEW and will have fulfilled all my obligations by the end of 2023. Thank you to everyone from the front office to the production truck to some of the hardest working talent in this sport. Most importantly, thank you to those who booed, cheered and took part in this season of my life. Yeah. Yep. QT Marshall. So he's here till the end of the year. So mm-hmm. still tickling about. Um, <laughs> but he's gone. AEW original. Very much a guy who was Tony's right hand man. Very much the right-hand man. Uh, produced and helped, uh, you know, uh, uh, put on a lot of the very early Dynamite episodes. I believe he told you this, Tom, as well, when you interviewed him. It was sort of that, 
him and him and Tony Khan would sit down like basically after a dynamite the right next week's show mm. and like work until four. It was dedicated to this company. And I mean, even like in the pandemic, it was sort of those shows in Georgia were at his training school. Yeah. So we, yeah. So the, the, the nightmare factory was <laughs> just read the next line. <laughs> I don't think we'll read that one. <laughs> now I think we should. It's revealed. QT Marshall. Reports have since revealed that QT Marshall tendered his resignation because he's shit. Lol, JK. In reality, one of the reasons is he wants to be a wrestling star, which includes him wanting to wrestle more and be viewed as an in-ring talent as opposed to a backstage coach. And it was not going to happen in AEW. Why did you giggle when you read he wants to be a wrestling star? <laughs> Still laughing, at, <laughs> but that's what he wants to be. So. I'm still laughing at this because he's shit, lol, JK. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, he's he's made it very clear that he wants to truly uh, establish himself as a wrestler, yeah. which he started to do in AAA. Yes. He's a champion in AAA. Yeah. No, not anymore. He was, he was yeah. a champion in Latin American champion. Mm. So he's so he's so he's doing that in other places, and I guess that's and that's something that's only really happened recently. And I think a combination of that happening recently, the CM Punk stuff which we'll get into mm. and how that ties into him, mm-hmm. it's probably made him go, I'm probably worth more than I'm worth here somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, on, on screen, if, he, if he's feeling that way. I mean, he's... he's mm. He clearly thinks he's better than the, what the perception within AW is of him. It's really weird. It's the way you said that, he thinks he's better. For, <laughs> for someone that had so much of a hand in booking the shows and, and all the backstage stuff and all the myriad of hats that he's that he said there, it is surprising that Tony isn't giving him a spot, you know, on TV. No, but but, he, but this is part of the argument as well, is that he did give him a spot on TV. It was, I mean, we, so QT, he had a push in 2021 where he formed the factory, and it yeah. was rubbish, right? <laughs> yeah. It was rubbish. And then we had that, and we thought, okay, well, we'll do QTV now, and that was crap. Yeah, yeah. that was rubbish. And it, it, it was so crap that CM Punk went, I do not want this on AW Collision. <laughs> Keep that out of my and garden. It went... No, we do not want this. Get Powerhouse Hobbs away from this. Because Powerhouse Hobbs still landed his feet with um, Don Carl's family. Much mm. better place. Oh, yeah. But this actually, what part of this we're getting to it now is that Tony Khan effectively took the blame from away from CM Punk and he took it on his shoulders and went, I'm the reason you're being pulled from collision. And Cutie Marshall, quite rightly, didn't believe him. No, I, uh, Tony Khan going, I think your idea is great, but I just don't think it's quite right for collision. Specifically, specifically that one show on a Saturday (laughs) night, Mm. and that's my decision, and nobody else's. This is just during a period of uh, well, Tony Khan very much protecting Punk from a lot of people's wrath in AEW. I'm not having to go at his wrestling ability because he's a he's a good hand. He's a spot on wrestler. He's a good hand, but just nothing about him excites me. Mm. Yeah, and that's and I think that's. The the general the general consensus with a lot of people yeah. is 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 why that we we snigger and we have jokes like you know we have done when we talk about QT Marshall is because we base it all on on like he's because he's not a Will Osprey type then but why are we talking this much about him but he does so much more than the sum of his parts is so much more with for a company so wherever QT Marshall goes 
you're going to get a guy who is, as you say, a good hand, who can do a lot, but also bring so much behind the scenes mm-hmm. as well. But this is sort of part of a, of a narrative now that's sort of formulating. Is that I mean, this is in December, but we'll talk about it. Is that Kevin Sullivan has just been sacked by AW. He was sacked by Mike Mansuri, who was a WWE it's guy. Not the Kevin him. Sullivan, by yeah, the way. It was the backstage guy, yeah. Kevin Sullivan. But he was like an AW original. So the narrative in AW got sort of building is that all these AW originals are, are leaving and are sort of being replaced by ex-WWE guys, which, of course... From experience, is kind of terrifying because look what happened with TNA with yeah all that sort mm. of stuff that happened there. And yeah, when they brought in 2010 and yeah, it was all former WCW guys coming in and it was like, hmm, so went, mm, is like, this the right thing for the product? You can't, can you be the alternative while you're just signing the the ones the, that have left? Yeah, while you're just signing the the WWE guy. And it will, it will, it could. We don't know how much influence in terms of the on-screen stuff that QT had um, in creative and stuff like that. But you, we, we, there will likely be a noticeable change with stuff like Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, we noticed. We mentioned it on the news and the fact that unless they have someone trained up in his style of how the production looks and feels and is cut, it will likely feel quite abruptly different. Imagine the next week's Dynamite. It's just jump cut, jump cut, jump cut. Like, yeah. It would feel different. Every director's got a different different style of things. And the same with QT. We'll wonder how much, being a manager of talent relations, who's going to fill that spot? Who's going to, how will they do things differently? So Christopher Daniels, in terms of talent relations, he's the head guy. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the creative stuff, what has happened is basically QT was right-hand man. It sounds like up until Cody Rhodes left in February yeah. 2022. And he's still been involved like as a producer and stuff like that and has been involved in the creative process. But simply because AW has expanded to another TV show and everything else, it's sort of that there's now more people around Tony Khan as opposed to QT Marshall. I mean, they've brought like Jimmy Jacobs, Will Washington, um, Chris Heroes there, diff- all sorts of different yeah. people. I think it's just more that there's been more heads and QT Marshall sees his influence go down. And what, what we wanted this sort of made us laugh a little bit and we'll discuss it is that Alongside wanting to be a wrestling star, QT believes AEW is transitioning to more of a New Japan pro wrestling related yes. programming. Um, there's differing opinions on how wrestling should be done within AEW, but QT is a champion for the more entertainment-based product, and he feels that some of the changes, like AEW is not telling the great stories that they used to. I mean, we talked about that. We've mentioned yeah, that already, yeah. Um, but it, what Marshall, this is from Wrestle Purists, QT Marshall essentially fused putting on a bunch of high-end, high-work-weight matches with no story or build as being like New Japan. Um, I mean, incorrect. <laughs> but, but, but what we've since heard as well is that there's no plans for AEW to become like New Japan. I mean, they have got the Continental Classic on right now, which, yeah. of course, is just nicked from New Japan. Um, but th- 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 there is a story there and stuff that's going on, as there is in the G1. But... I mean, a lot of the criticism around AEW, especially in recent months and stuff around MGF and the main event scene, was, if anything, the product's been a lot more like WWE and sport entertainment that has been mm-hmm. more pro-wrestling, brother, brother. Yeah, it's, it's a, but then I can see where that idea of it being just matches, like new, like high-octane, high-end, high-work-rate matches comes from, because there's a lot of times, if you're kind of casually, passively watching AEW, you, you, all you really see is, like, this six-man tag is on Dynamite this week. Coming up, this tag match for reasons. And you're like, okay. That has been issues there. I think one example is Willow Nightingale lost the number one contenders match and then yeah. challenged for the title five days later anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little things like that yeah. don't make too much sense. Um, I, I, I just think the him saying the New Japan thing, per, personally, I feel like him going, oh, it's becoming more New Japan-like is so that if he does go to WWE, people can't criticize him for being like, 
He just complained about that. Yeah. If he complains about the other side of it and going, no, there's there's too many random people coming in for random work rate matches, and then he signs, you know, it it, it makes more sense to now allow him as a doorway in at WWE if he goes that way. Oh, it's become the IWGP heavyweight champion. That is true. Yeah. That he's going to be the new New Japan star. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a talent trade with Osprey. <laughs> Osprey for QT Marshall. <laughs> That's fine. But what we've heard about his future is that there's an internal push. From someone um, who I'm um, not this confirmed, but my rampant speculation is this person's name will rhyme with Rody Codes is, <laughs> is pushing for Debrey to sign QT Marshall. Um, Triple A said an option for him because I mean Conan, the book of Triple A, really likes him and is quite willing to keep pushing him as a wrestler. Um, MLW as well, they're going through some big front office changes right now, and they sort of see he was the jack of all trades person. Mm-hmm. But I mean, from the sounds of it, that's not what he wants to do anymore. So mm. Mm. it's. One to keep an eye on. I mean, one I'm keeping an eye on right now is what is happening in the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. Uh, what a mess. Well, I mean, it's been a binfire of a month for the N- Billy Corgan's NWA. And I want to preface this by saying when NWA came back in 2019, yeah. I fell in love with it completely. Right. Like the soundstage setup. The very different setup of of uh, production and television. The roster was different to anywhere else you'd seen. You had Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, Nick Aldis. Yeah, you had a lot of sort of guys that were gone to do great things, and they came through there. I just love the presentation. I love the style of it. And then as time went on, it just went on this weird, windy journey, and I and to the point where whilst they kind of tried, they they recognise I think that things have to. That the, the, there wasn't the loyalties there was before because they've gone back to that sound uh, stage for weekly TV. But I think in terms of what they're presenting, it's so far gone. Yeah, it's nothing it like was. what it used to be. No, really. it's really not. It's really not. I, I think was end of the promotion that was harmed the most by the pandemic. They lost a lot of the top there. Top stars, LA Knight was you know in there. Eli Drake was their the yeah. top guy. Shoes of, of a champion. Even people like James Storm. Yeah, was sort of gone. It was like right off. Oh, Tyrus was what was what we <laughs> got. It was a bit of a downgrade, was... wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. A lot of names left during the pandemic. So when they got up and running proper, it was a and the, the worst like full on reboot. The worst like unfortunate in the sense that they brought in like Matt Cardona was NWA World's Heavyweight Champ, and then he got injured. Mm. Yeah. So we were like, okay, like Matt, here we go with Matt Cardona. It was like, oh, well, right. Yeah. But it, a, a lot of duds, but it, things sort of looked to be on the up. It was sort of we had reports in. October, this came out in October, that we were going to get NWA on this on the CW, the TV station, um, that ultimately NXT's landed on. Yeah. But it was that they're going to be on CW TV. There's going to be a reality series that will be on this TV station as well. Um, this is going to be a major upgrade because essentially YouTube isn't proving profitable for the NWA. Billy Corgan's forking out millions to keep the company going. Um, because they, they, there seems to be no real advertising on there. They've got like local adverts, like made by the wrestlers I built in onto the actual program rather Mm. than YouTube adverts which is I wonder if that's the content of it that that it's not being monetized by YouTube yeah it doesn't seem to be getting monetized at all I think they could do with it but then sort of what we hit sort of like okay big TV deal coming could we have a number four big promotion Mm. like on TV Mm. before here we go and then this was all promptly blown up by a kiss of cocaine (laughs) of all the things Um, they held their you say it Tom you say it best they held their pay-per-view they held Sawin Sawin I can't say it Sawin 
I got to interview. I got to interview the man in question here, Father James Mitchell, about two weeks before this happened. Fun so fun. that's how I learned how to say Samhain. Fortunately, Samhain. he wasn't on cocaine while during the interview. No, I mean he wasn't, as far as I know. <laughs> but it was. I mean, crazy moment looking back at it and what everything that it's caused. But we've got the Samhain pay with you. James Mitchell is there at the back. He's surrounded by beautiful women, um, a man in a gimp suit, and some other things going on. And they all just start snorting cocaine. They've just got and, a bit of coke on the see, table. And, and Tim Storms on comedy going, well, that's happening. <laughs> see, we all thought we were tuning in for the National Wrestling Alliance's pay-per-view when it's actually the Narcotics Wrestling Alliance's <laughs> oh. Next series of Narcos with James Mitchell. A very different end of yeah. the way. <laughs> But it was um, otherwise an unremarkable pay per view with a sat with a with an entrance where that looked like it'd been bought by from the range about an yeah. hour beforehand. <laughs> it was like a really like like I I know what, I get what they were going for and I like what they were going for, but I just didn't really I didn't enjoy the pay per view. But the one thing that got the clicks was that clip that yeah. did the rounds of Father James Mitchell doing a bit of coke. <laughs> and it got so many clicks, everyone on social media was going, hey, CW, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> this look at this. NWA is cool again. <laughs> and it, and they, they were flooded with comments about the spot. And apparently this is from House of Wrestling, but what CW said is, hey, we won't watch the pay-per-views, do what you want. That was, yeah, that was, they, and, they were like, oh, don't worry, we can do what we want on TV. Because that, that was we a TNA do, thing for yeah. years as well, really, was that you could do whatever you want on pay-per-views. You. Yeah, and it was sort of. But it's still ref- surely you can't still be the same product. Can't be dumb enough to think it won't reflect on you. I know, especially like especially when everyone goes, they're doing cocaine on TV. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like if we were to if we were start doing cocaine during this podcast, <laughs> what, what it would mean? reflect on the YouTube channel. <laughs> what do you mean starting? That's fair point, well made. But it would reflect on. We can't go, ah, but we didn't do it on YouTube. Yeah. But it's still the product. So it's like, I just find, I find that either stupid or really arrogant. I think it's a bit both. <laughs> bit of column A, bit, bit of column B. Because what we found out was that the, the spot was pushed for by Billy Cogan, the owner of the NWA. He wanted the spot on the show. So we're like, might be a bad idea, but he's like, no, we're getting no. the cocaine off. <laughs> and immediately afterwards, it said that um, there's a 90% chance that NW will now not be on CWTV <laughs> and will simply be on the app. That to has since come to pass. To which Billy Corker did the Pikachu face meme. Yeah. What? <laughs> Surprise yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> and it was just him really sad back at Disneyland again. <laughs> um, but it did create the greatest bit of graphics you, that you've you done. You love that graphic for our socials. You you can find it still. It's it's it's, it's NWA in crisis, and you found the picture of Billy Corgan sat on the I think it's the runaway mine train yeah. from Disney, looking really sad. <laughs> it's the one I think that they they I think they've used it in Family Guy before. Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Half, the half. There's an episode yeah. of Family Guy which yeah. features which features that clip as well. It's fantastic, um, but it, it did indeed lead to uh, a lot of other conversations coming out about the NWA. Uh, a lot of weird behaviour from Billy Corgan, um, uh, which he's which, been cutting off people and sort yeah. of and sort of like sheltering himself. Um, but there are there are now production cuts on the way. It, it sounds like he's maybe now a little bit suddenly disinterested for it or a little not necessarily disinterested but he's a little bit maybe burnt out slightly because he's, he's cutting his money from it so do you think it's, I was going to say way. do you think it's the fact that he's losing money he thought he, here we go, here we go the and then it's his fault that the spot that he wanted is 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 kind of fucked the money the deal that was going to bring money in and then you've got his roster going 
oh, that, what the what the fuck is up with that? Like why why are you as an owner pushing us to do that? Maybe I think we've heard as well as that there's, there's a lot of cuts and um, a lot of roster members t- contracts are up in the summer of 2024 and talent will be leaving. I mean, Camille, she's already said, I think she would have been renewed if they could have yeah. had her, but she's already said that she's not sticking around. She'll be gone at the end of the year. And Camille's been there for ages. I mean, she was the champion for two years. Yeah, years. two years as women's champion. But, but I'll actually end up helping WWE all of this because um, talks between the CW and WWE accelerated. <laughs> um, and this is all ultimately ended up with NXT from next October. That's going to be the home of CW's could be the home of NXT. Yeah, mm. I think that's a great spot for them. Yeah, really great spot for them. And shame, shame that NWA Power is uh, just on the app now. Yeah, and nope. likely won't get the promotion and the money that they were hoping for. There wasn't even an announcement; it was just added on. Just got chucked on there. And it was like, oh, because they had all the talent were a bit like, oh, this has gone tits up, hasn't it? Basically, they were all confused, basically going, no announcement. Mm-hmm. Especially when you, oh, Crap. we're getting on TV. I know, like, and then you're getting on an app that I can't imagine a large majority of people who watch the station. I don't know they had an app, but can where we, are the Can UK? we get the CW? We can't app. get the CW app. No, I, I believe all their stuff airs on Sky Atlantic. Yeah, right. So if you've got Sky Atlantic, you might be able to watch Father James Mitchell doing a bit of coke. Because <laughs> it was um, because they had like the Flash and Arrow and all that sort of stuff. That's all yeah, CW. But that, but that might be a different deal. A deal, but I mean, anything that's owned by Warner generally does like HBO stuff is Sky Atlantic. Yeah, but how important is? NWA Power yeah. or NXT to that matter of play airing well, on Sky Atlantic. Well, Obviously, a different deal as well as with some TNT Sports over here. Yeah. But it just yeah, so a good thing was coming for NWA, and it's gone. It's blown up in his face. Um, it's almost like he's, yeah, he's just covered in white powder, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's been left covered in white powder. Oh, yeah. Just trying to search the app. Then you're right. We absolutely have not got it on here. I think it could be the death knell almost. It's like when um, Heel season two aired exclusively yeah. on the Stars app. And had no UK syndication whatsoever and barely any US presence. They just stuck it on the app and after they went, yeah, we're not going to do a third series due to lack of interest. Well, you kind of, you've made that happen. You've willed that into existence by just like hiding it and then going, no one's watching, so we're going to bin it. I said, yeah, because yeah, you're not plugging it. Yeah. Like, of course. And I think, and that, so when it was mentioned, it was just sort of quietly put onto the CW app. I think at the first opportunity they've got, I think CW are just going to go, nah, this isn't working for us. Off you go. Yeah. We've, honored, we've honored the very bare minimum of our contractual obligations, and off you go. Yeah, you're right. Uh, let's uh, wrap this up with a few unusual stories that captured the imagination of uh, viewers of Cultaholic.com uh, in, in a section based around Aidan Gibbons' catchphrase in the office. Uh, whenever something does particularly well in an unusual manner on cultaholic.com, he will often tell us that kids love this sort of thing. So, uh, for the final segment, Fraser, you and I say the line together and Aiden leads the story. One, two, three. Kids Kids love... Jim Cornette slamming the AW Texas death match between Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page. Surely not. Cornette didn't like it. it, He had a weird criticism of the match. I mean, Brilliant match. Yeah. Mm. One of the matches of the year. Um, but he wasn't even like critical of the, the ultra-violence of it. He was critical of that. Because the match starts of Hangman Page has a stapler. And he staples swear repeatedly. And Jim Cornette's criticism was that Hangman didn't just 
beat him with the stapler. <laughs> it's a very valid criticism. It is a valid I think, criticism. because uh, you know he's he's Jim Cornette likes it being having a it's lot of real, real brother to yeah. him. Yeah. Whereas yeah, you, he just went to staple as the quote says he stapled his titties. Yeah. Um, instead of knocking him across the face with a metal stapler. <laughs> but then crazily, you compared it to when. Um, Lyndon Johnson lost Cronkite during World War doing World War Two during the Vietnam War. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he went a bit far with his figgy, but this is Jim Cornette here, yeah. um, a character of outrage, very much so. But it, it got us lots of clicks. My, my excellent graphic, graphic was great, in. fantastic uh, graphic, well done. But I mean, the picture was first written having the subject stable to it's a bit of paper. You're like, fuck me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jim Cornette completely about AW. Who who knew? Kids love Les Battersby making his pro wrestling debut. This is my favourite story of the month. So we'll certainly need to explain who Les Battersby yeah. is. Yeah, uh, This is actor Bruce Jones, yes. who plays in the longest running weekly episodic show of all time, Not Coronation Street. Yeah. yeah, eat that, Michael Cole. Corey, uh, he plays... Uh, cult favourite Les Battersby yeah so he was a regular between 1997 and 2008 um, I'll, I'll detail his time on coronation <laughs> please Street. do um, Battersby arrived with wife Janice who ultimately left him Battersby then found a new family in Silla Brown son Chesney 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 bloody hell and son and a son no, dog Schmeichel named after Peter Schmeichel the Manchester United goalkeeper um, <laughs> Les Battersby abandoned them in 2007, though, and left Weatherfield, the place of Coronation Street, to go on tour with ZZ Top of the Morning, a tribute band for ZZ Top. <laughs> Did you ever watch Coronation Street? No. Uh, did you know who Les Battersby was? Yes. Okay. But like everyone knows who Ken Barlow is. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, I think I was only familiar with the name. I had no context as to who this <laughs> who was. Les well, you might have Scottish soaps. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we've got quite a few Scottish soaps. Yeah. I'm trying to think. River City is that one? No, do you not know that no, one? No, no, there's, there's, City. There's no. There's Holby City down here, isn't it? No, Holby City. Yeah. Oh, is it the same one? Well, no. But with Scottish dubbing. There's River... <laughs> ah. River City's, I think, set in Glasgow. We've got Two Doors Down. Right. Yeah, that's that's starring Grado. It's sitcom, less of a soap, but... Starring Graham yeah. Steely. Okay, yeah. Grado. Good old Grado. Your mate, Grado. My boy, Grado. But, um, so, Corey is, is a, a... Big Cor deal. It's a big deal. So... Uh, the actor Bruce Jones, so the story behind why this has happened. So the actor Bruce Jones put on his socials that he was available for work and put details of his booking agent and stuff. And it was um, it was rap star Shotty Horror who runs Sovereign Pro Wrestling yeah. in the Northwest who is, has been... They're, they're coming up to their first year. They've just had their first year anniversary of SovPro and uh, they're... They're doing incredibly well for a brand new company. They've got a captive audience uh, uh, that uh, they're really into the product, and they've they're basically been... the Manchester promotion, aren't they? Yeah, they're really basically really. the Manchester promotion now. They've done so well. I mean, them and Future Shock, like Future yeah. Shock's very much got Manchester on lock, but Soft Pro is there as well. And Shotty just went, should we just ask him if he's up for it? And lo and behold, they went, yeah, why not? We'll do it. Uh, I got to interview Bruce and Shotty the other week. And uh, Bruce is genuinely quite terrified, but excited. Has he done a time. lot of training? Um, he wouldn't go into it. They, they kept it quiet in terms of what they're planning mm, and okay. what he's been doing. But he has been... Uh, he's, he's, he, he loved World of Sport back in the day. Right. He loved a bit of Les Kellett. So he's got some people to base it on. Um, when I asked him who his dream TV tag partner would be, he said Tarzan for some reason. Okay. Um, yeah, he said his finishing move would be running away. <laughs> uh, he his entrance theme is, by the sounds of it, going to be a mashup of the Coronation Street theme 
and uh, rocking all over the world from status quo. Okay. Shotty Horror said, exactly, He said, to paraphrase, he said, I want like the Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura thing, uh, but with the Cory theme. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, so it's, not, it's not quite as a beat. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not. You'd uh, have to make it up tempo, yeah. you know. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's just Seth Rollins coming <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, in terms of a, a dream opponent from Corey, he did say Ken Barlow. Because dream match right there. A dream yeah. match there. Ken Barlow versus Les Battersby. Uh, I'm into it. I'm excited for it. We've all been invited to go, by the way. When is it? Uh, February 18th, 2024. I'm checking if I'm free. Uh, (laughs) In in your mental Google diary. I'm just waiting out. Manchester is far away. It is quite. It is. I'm I'm a Geordie boy, Tom. I don't venture out of the West Midlands. Exactly. You don't venture down south. I don't go south. I, I you're don't from leave the these. south, Tom. I'm from the very south. You're from the south. I don't leave Deep these. Deep south. <laughs> to be fair, you're a southerner for me. Yes. So. We're all southerners to you. Yeah. Okay, so Les Battersby, wrestling debut. I'm into it. I'm excited. Someone who will clearly go as hard as Les Battersby will in his wrestling debut. It was... Oh, oh fuck. We've got to do the, got to do the in. <laughs> We've got to do the in line. One, oh. two, three. Kids love. Adam Copeland telling Darby Allen to chill out. Only for Darwin to point out Edge went headfirst through a flaming <laughs> table. He did do that. He did do that. Because, I mean, a lot of this was comments people were going, Darby's stupid, isn't he? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the general just of it is Adam Copeland going, please don't do what I did where I had to retire for 10 years. And Darby's like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to do what I want. And, I mean, it's fair enough. Darby's going to do what Darby... I mean, he's climbing Everest next year. He is, And has a legitimate chance of dying. Yeah. Like, there's quite a, quite a big risk there. That's not going to stop him going through a table. Yeah, I just—it's a weird thing to come back with. If if Adam Copeland said, "Look, calm down, don't have the career that I did," to which Darby Allen goes, "Yeah, but look at this thing you did in your career." Yeah. And I was like, well, "Yeah, that's the point I'm making. Don't." It's a bit like when China and India have a go at the, the US and the UK for going. Mm. Um, we go, lads, can you please stop burning as many greenhouse gases? They're like, "Well, look what you did. <laughs> what you did? Eh? It's like, look, but the planet's dying. <laughs> you know, look what you did. You saw it. That, that was a tangent, but that's what made, yeah. that's no, what made me think." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, whenever we see Derby wrestle, we do go, please just please chill. don't die. Yeah. Like, I think it was at uh, All Out when he, not All Out, was it Wrestle Dream? When he took yeah, that bump, bump onto the, bump steps. On the steps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slammed him onto the steps. The one I always go back to is um, it's, it's the ladder match. Not that it's like he's on the ladder for the match with Jeff Hardy. And he leaps from the top, and Jeff's on like, the pile of chairs. Mm-hmm. And even Darby himself sort of thought, oh, "I thought I was, I thought I was done in that moment, but I was, I was there now, oh, so, so I might as well jump." Then there was like Aladdin. I was fine. It was like how, how he was fine after that. I do not I know. know. It, he must be super flexible, or yeah. just there's no bendy. Like, yeah, he's very bendy. Well, it's, a lot of it is obviously your body can only take so much, but it's a lot. There's a lot of it is a mental game. It's it's the whole idea that when you're younger you can you can survive more stuff like that because mentally you don't think about the ramifications so therefore you go it you're more relaxed so your body doesn't seize up so you're less likely to break things mm-hmm. that's the kind of consensus is because you're I suppose when you're fifty where you're like I'm gonna jump off a ladder I really don't want to yeah you're a bit like Ugh. there was something I read about a, a woman in America that had no sense of fear like there was an issue with like her adrenal gland so she never sensed fear. And she got hit by a car. I and can, she was fine. 
She was fine. Yeah. Because she, she didn't seize up. Already, because she didn't seize up. She got hit by the car and then got, and then apparently even just eventually got to her feet and just walked walked back home. Like, because she, she got no sense of fear. So the, yeah, so you, the, need, you need fear to be able, like, like, to stop you from doing anything stupid, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah fear's what kicks in and you, and so maybe Darby's got a bit of that. Maybe Darby hasn't got, maybe Darby's got an issue with his adrenal gland. So he doesn't sense fear in things like this. So his body's completely relaxed. Like that, that bump he did when he was on the, was it, a, was it a skateboard bump that he did or a? Oh, from Nitro Circus. Yeah. yeah. Where he went and was that a buggy? He, he was a little, little trike. Yeah. He did the backflip and then. He just hit his head, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he didn't land very well. He nailed it the second time. But it landed badly. He did have a dislocated shoulder. That, that was the thing. He dislocated his shoulder, like, what, the week before? Yeah. And then went and did that. And they went, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and then wrestled with full gear. It was fine. Darby's got a Darby. Darby's got a Darby. Anyway. Whoa. Whoa. Kids love. AEW Talent launching an adult content site. Oh. Wow. Kids love that. Kids love it. I am ready for that Arn Anderson only fans. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Kids love pornography oh, you'll be absolutely shocked to realize i am shocked and appalled by it personally yeah. but yeah essentially it was uh, the bunny ali has is gone from aw and she's launched an only fans so she's making pretty much the money that she was on before well, yeah. without having to wrestle or tour well that was the thing so i mean these sites have been very successful i mean tony storm's got one raking in the cash mm. i think it was mandy rose last year made a million dollars in a month from having mm. her i think it was a fan time page mm. don't know how much she's making now but Probably a lot of money. Yeah, clearly. She's not back in wrestling yet. Clearly, we need to get our dicks out somewhere. <laughs> and we can bring in the money. How much, how much would people pay for it? Anna Pacitti only fans. I bet you someone would pay. Oh, yeah. someone's. I, I, think, I, I think it's the real emergency option for this place. Carlholt.com <laughs> forward slash cameo. Test your luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Test your luck. Yeah. You see how hairy Aiden is underneath his shirt. <laughs> you would think I'd pay a tenner. <laughs> think he's all hairy. Just shaved. Oh. Just <laughs> it's like a baby's bouquet. <laughs> I'm like John Cena yeah. under here. <laughs> With I'm oiled bad. up as well. <laughs> it's so, just me on the Metro oiled up. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> Awful. So you're saying that people clicked quite extensively this month on an article about the bunny launching an OnlyFans page. Yes. Well, I am shocked and appalled by yeah. our audience. That's disgraceful. It's literally you went, I think this does really well. And it, yeah, it did and really it well. it did really well. Uh, and not connected to an OnlyFans page at all. Our final... Kids, Kids love... Baseball bat being shoved up wrestlers' arse. <laughs> Um, Aiden, tell us a little bit about that one because uh, I actually don't know this one. This, this is amazing. Because everyone sort of went, what? And clicked on it, basically. <laughs> and it was um, one wrestler had a very sore bottom on Friday the 17th. Of Just the one November. wrestler. Just the one wrestler. But essentially, there was the, um, there was, it was Chicago-style wrestling. They had their second city showdown free. And it was indie Chicago, Chicago style suggests that it didn't happen in Chicago. I don't, but I don't but it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's, Chicago. <laughs> it's Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> it's Millwall. Oh, God. Chicago style. Yeah. It's like the pizzas, isn't it? Pizza, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's deep dish. Deep dish. <laughs> I've got a Chicago style pizza today. Well, well, one man certainly had a big deep dish because it was, it was shoved right up there. Fuck it. <laughs> he certainly had a deep dish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was indie wrestler Joey Mayberry. Mayberry. So what he did in this match, he put his friend in, I can't remember what it's called. It basically, he set him up for the cheeky Nando's, essentially. Right. And then he, he tore a little hole in his shorts. Uh, shorts. <laughs> he then got a baseball bat and started, sh obviously he didn't shove it up his 
off. <laughs> but um, from the image, it's like he's just shoving it up his ass backwards and forwards. The bloke's like, "Oh my god, this is this is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> Is he having a nice time? He's, with he's it? having a nice time, right on the prostate. Oh. Um, and, and he's, but his opponent, amazing name, Doom Montgomery. <laughs> that is a good that name. Is That's like one you'd come up with. Yes. So Doom Montgomery was the one having the bat, having the, the bat shoved up his ass. Has yeah. he been? How has he been since? A little bit sore. Um, <laughs> but essentially, yeah, he did the spot, and then Mayberry tweeted, "I stuck a bat up a man's ass," and the crowd roared, roared, casual Friday. So yeah, <laughs> fans loved it. They were like, "This is great." Then. So the temptation there is to make this a regular spot for him. I want to know Jim Cornette's thoughts. Well, I'm, I would imagine, <laughs> I'd imagine 400 personalityless drones have tagged him in it already. Yeah, so, yeah. But, what do you think it is, Jim? But I did have a look at the show to see what else was on it. And Samurai Del Sol, the former Kalisto, he wrestled. <laughs> he also had a baseball bat <laughs> up his arse. So he wrestled, and also there was a team called Team Sexy. Oh, did they oh. face Team Baseball Bat up the arse? <laughs> we must have done. I bet they had a lovely time, too. So, yeah. Um, That's it. A, a strange year for independent wrestling. Les <laughs> Battersby and a baseball bat up the arse in one month. Who knows? The two could be connected next year. <laughs> and next next month, well, this month, December, Blobby's back. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God, Blobby's yeah. Back. We still don't know who his tag team partner is. but So, we're coming, yeah, we're coming the into... The baseball bat. Father. We're, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're coming to the, uh, the last month. So, next time we get together, it'll be the last month of 2023. Uh, the return of Mr. Blobby. Um, more CM Punk stuff, no doubt. We'll have to record it at the start of January. Sim- yes, simply because... Um, World's End on the 30th of December. And as we all know, New Year's, no one's working New Year's Eve. No, well, well, you are, I'm but working I'm not working New no. Year's Eve. No, we're, we're you normal Fraser. people. Normal um, people aren't working New Year's Eve. It, it, yeah, it will be strange. This is the last time we've done this in, in 2023. Next time we're it'll be 2024. Oh. Farewell to the... We'll, we'll, we'll do a year in review, but we'll be like, hey, wasn't 2023 a nice year? And yeah. There, there'll yeah. Be, you know, you'll have the Cultaholic year-end awards yeah. and stuff, and you'll have many other outlets to get year-end in reviews, but we're going to do the December one, then roll into January and carry on regardless. Well, there is a month in review, but it's on the YouTube channel. There it is, isn't yeah. there? So there you go. Mm. Can watch it on there, can't you? Save me a job. Save you, save you some kicks. That's it. Uh, all it's left for me to do is to thank uh, Fraser Porter for joining us today. Thank you, Fraser. Thank you. And you want to plug? Uh, it's, it's, it's today when this is going out. This it's is going today. out on the fifth. It's going out on the fifth. We'll check out worst shows ever. We did one for Survivor Series 1991. Check out the Golden Age documentary. It is December right oh, now. Yes. So check out. Oh, I wonder where they got that idea from. <laughs> <laughs> Just check out every single documentary throughout this entire month. It's busy. Aiden. Yes, I'm and leaving you're, too. You're here. Yeah. Um, just keep going on the website. Check out Punk Vember if you haven't already. Keep clicking because it's Christmas and I want some money. <laughs> That's a bar humbug. Uh, yeah, we did the epilogue for Punk Vember. That is waiting for you uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you missed it this morning, I had a chat with Succubus, who is a wrestler from the UK scene. Succubus. Who has amassed 101,000 Instagram followers. 30 million views on TikTok. Bloody hell. But it's only had one match. Eh? What should you do? Well, you'll have to listen to the interview and find out more. Oh, Christ. So waiting for you on the podcast feed. And if you're a patron, it's on there right now. Tomorrow, uh, exclusive Cultaholic interview with Claudio Castagnoli. Ooh. From AEW. From the AEW. From the AEW. Because Claudio's a big coffee guy. I ask him to describe each member of the Blackpool Combat Club as a type of coffee. Interesting. I'm trying mm. to think. Who... Are they all brown? No, they're all I, well. They're all brown coffees, but they're different senses, different oh. flavors, different types, and different brews. Daniel's is definitely like a cortado. 
Ooh, we didn't say Cortado. Ooh. You have to listen to it. Job Box is an espresso because he hits you fucking hard. Ah, that's not a bad shout, man. Mm. You'll have to listen and find out tomorrow it's on the podcast feed. He's pumpkin spice latte. Fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> and for the latest wrestling news uh, throughout the day and throughout the weeks, of course, check out cultaholic.com. And every time you read an article, you see an article on X, uh, and make sure you reply with thank you, Aiden because it's normally Aiden that's put it together. Uh, a big shout to the rest of your news team as well. Yes, uh, they're all Lu- lovely people. To Lewis House, to Jack Atkins, to Jack King. Justin Henry. To Justin Henry Andrew. from Off of America. Andrew Kelly. To Andrew Kelly from our team as well. Massive thank you to you uh, for making the coldholic.com dreams come true. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Go on, Tom, take us out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We have to put the song in now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> you make my dreams come true. Ooh, ooh. From the coldsaholic.com month in review. We'll see you later, aggregator. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.